0: with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football. It's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. the get
1: Welcome in the to
0: Running
1: the punt plan. and pass I'm podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host Jake from. Be sure to follow us on social media at punt and pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. He's at from Jake, puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. Jake, great to have you on. Uh, happy Halloween, my friend. Another win for the Commanders. Jake Fromm on the Commanders, 2-0. Uh, a lot of heroics, dramatics in the fourth quarter yesterday. And we have so much to get to on this episode of Punt and Pass. Round it up, what happened in week nine. And, of course, the news that has been breaking Sunday and earlier today. How are you, brother?
2: Hey, doing great. Had a, uh, a fun time yesterday evening. Got a big win. In comeback fashion. That was awesome. Dogs win. Dogs win big. Uh, mm-hmm. excited for the episode, man. Happy Halloween. Let's do it.
1: I am excited for the episode as well. Happy Halloween to everybody out there. Thank you so much for tuning in. This episode of Punt and Pass is presented to you by our great friends over at Solomon Brothers Jewelry. Solomon Brothers Jewelry is the largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the Southeast. They have two amazing locations, one in Buckhead, 17th floor tower place, and the other in Alpharetta. Just past the Avalon, they've got the lowest prices on the highest quality jewelry and diamonds. Guaranteed, check them out on Instagram and Twitter, at Solomon Brothers, or go to SolomonBrothers.com. If you go to one of their two amazing locations, just mention the Punt and Pass podcast, or mention myself or Jake for 10% off your jewelry purchase. Like I just said, beautiful stores with amazing service. And they have the biggest selection, the best quality, and the lowest prices. Halloween is the official start to the holiday season. Get on over to Solomon Brothers right now. Make your holiday season that much better. Your significant other will love you even more than they already do. At Solomon Brothers on Twitter and Instagram, SolomonBrothers.com. Mention Punt and Pass for 10% off your jewelry purchase. Yeah, dogs win big in Jacksonville. They take out Florida 42 to 20. We'll touch on that in a bit. It looks like it could be a one versus two matchup in Athens this weekend with Tennessee visiting between the hedges. Auburn just fired Brian Harson. Dude, we have so much to get into. But first, um, I would just like to say rest in peace, Coach Vince Dooley. Heartbreaking news came out Friday afternoon that Coach Dooley passed away at the age of 90, Jake.
0: Um, his
1: family was around him. He passed away in Athens. What a great man. I know you got to know him very well. So did I. Coach Dooley came to my wedding, obviously very, very close with my dad and my parents as well. Uh, just all around sad. Uh, I thought Kirby kind of honored. Well, he did honor that Florida victory to Coach Dooley and Miss Barber very well after the Florida game. And I would expect them to have a really great celebration of his life this weekend with an amazing atmosphere in Athens.
2: Yeah, uh, I think so too. Obviously uh, super sad to hear the news, just what he meant uh, to the university of Georgia. Uh, I, I mean, just everything. Uh, the, the man, he he did it all. He was a coach, was an AD. He touched so many people, so many people's lives. So um, yeah, just in, in our conversation we have here, just want to honor him. Um, yeah. And uh, just, just pray over the family a little bit and uh, just hope they're, they're healing and in that process right now. But, um, yeah, for the dogs to win for coach to coach smart, to honor coach in that win was a, was a great fashion and, um, it was very touching. No doubt. Um, I know his family was around him when he did pass. Think about this, just
1: crazy how timing works. Um, it was Alabama's bye week and Derek Dooley, his son, former head coach at Tennessee got to come be with coach and his family in Athens. Uh, you know, you wow. just think about those things and it's unbelievable because obviously Nick Saban, as Derek is, a, is an analyst, probably would have allowed him to go. But yep. sandwiched it between two absolutely massive games for Alabama, the timing and, uh, you know, just rest easy, Coach Dooley. Everybody loves your family and what you yep. did, not only for the University of Georgia, but for college athletics as a whole. And there's absolutely. been a lot of touching tributes on online and uh, through other figures around the University of Georgia. So he will certainly be looking down over Athens this weekend. We'll get to that huge game in just a bit. Uh, But topical right now is that Auburn has officially fired Brian Harson, their head coach, through a season and a half, not even two full seasons as the head coach of Auburn. Alan Green, the former athletic director, had just been let go. They just formally announced their new athletic director, John Cohen-Jake, from Mississippi State, and almost within the same hour, the president of Auburn comes out with a statement that lets Brian Harston go. So the coaching search is on, and uh, your brother is on the Auburn football team, and he had some interesting insight as well.
2: Yeah, so it's is crazy. Uh, I mean, I'm on Twitter right now as we speak trying to uh, catch up on the news. Uh, I texted my brother, um, my inside source. Uh, and he's in class. They haven't told the players re- really much of anything, uh, which I find just unbelievable. Um, just I don't, just the, the the way it it all works, and um, they have no timetable for a to me a, a formal team meeting uh, for the head coach to address the players or anything. So I, I find that just just nuts um, and crazy. Uh, obviously, they haven't had uh the year they've wanted it's been, yeah. been a little tough it's been rocky for them but I don't know I don't know exactly how I feel about it uh, on one hand I, I think they needed a change and the other hand I think well I don't know he just never really got a fair shot and didn't have the the quarterback to do it but the, to be successful in the SEC comes down so much to recruiting and recruiting players which is why is really good just why Alabama is very good. Yeah. Recruiting players and recruiting, uh, especially quarterbacks as as well. It's just, it's so important and you got to get it done.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, Harson's tenure at Auburn ends with a nine and 12 record. The guy coached 21 games. They've already made the change. Of course, the athletic director change probably had a lot to do. Hey, let's go clean slate. I think this brings up a really interesting talking point, and I'm sure you're going to hear the media belabor it time and again. Um, what is the actual culture like at Auburn? Not only from yep. an athletic department standpoint, but from Board of Regents' standpoint, the shot callers, the boosters. So much is said about this, uh, and one person who's been really close to this story for a while is Barrett Salit from CBS Sports, an Atlanta guy um I went back and he went back and forth with Bamani Jones now you know Bamani Jones when he's showing out SEC hot takes take that for what it's worth but Bamani came out and said essentially Auburn and I'm going to quote here uh Bamani tweets out Auburn's boosters make the job bad and all of this is in quotes a chance to compete at the highest level is quote sun might shine on a dog's ass every once in a decade or so and it's often contingent on Alabama being down so what Bamani is saying is that the boosters and the culture around the athletic administration and or the board of regents is what makes Auburn toxic and that they try to chase the chance to beat Bama and make moves hastily in regards to that. Barrett goes back to Bamani and says, you're wrong. And these statistics, Jake, are really telling because it lets you know what Auburn is as a program, keep in mind, and have the perspective from a nationwide scale. in 2010. Auburn went 14 and0 and won a national championship. That year, Alabama went 10 and three. in 2013, Auburn went 12 and 2 and went to the national championship game. Alabama went 11 and 2. in 2017, Auburn won the SEC West. Alabama of course won the national championship that year. Sorry Jake. But yep. what Barrett is saying here <laughs> is that that narrative that Auburn is only good when Alabama is down is false. Auburn for the past decade or so has really gone toe to toe with Alabama. And I think that's yeah. why a lot of people scratch their heads when they let Gus Malzahn go. So if that's like, wait a minute, this guy was almost 500 against Nick Saban. They made the move to Brian Harson. clearly internally, they saw this is not the right fix. And now you have a coaching search, which puts them in the middle of a bunch of really high caliber blue chip programs, Barrett Sully, going back to him, I got to give him the proper shout outs. He says their first call should be, Deion Sanders, Lane Kiffin, Matt Rule, who just got fired from the Carolina Panthers, and Hugh Freeze, who just signed a big-time extension at Liberty. So your thoughts there? I wanted to give you that statistic. Um, Auburn has been really good, and it's not contingent on Alabama being really bad. Oftentimes they do very well when Alabama does really well also.
2: Yeah. uh, Wow. There's a a lot there to unravel. Um, uh, Just – future coaching candidates let's just take that for instance you got dion just a a super natural juggernaut you have no idea what he's going to be what he's going to do could could go in and absolutely kill it or it could be the quickest debacle two and done and see you later um you know coach matt rule that 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 could be good i I think that's a, a pretty solid fit i just i keep going back my my head it keeps going back to one, they had a great gig there when Gus was there. Um, they saw what Georgia did with Kirby and they got to the national championship in year two. They they were good, they made a change and got better. And I just I would just would not be doing myself any justice if I just, just didn't say Georgia fans. Don't take it for granted the way it I turned know. out. Because We've said that a number
1: of times, but you are 100% correct.
2: I'm telling you because it, 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 Nebraska, all these teams, and even Oklahoma, for example, they're, they're making changes, and it's not it's not always working out because it is it is tough. It is so tough to be good and to be good consistently, recruit and compete in the SEC. It is it's tough. Do you think those names, do you think it's going to be a big
1: time blue chip name, right? Like it's not going to be an assistant at a college program who's kind of off the radar. Auburn has to make a splash, right? And you're thinking, I think about, they have to. Okay. I,
2: I think they have to because um, they, they put themselves in this position um, and they need a big name to go in and recruit because right now I think recruiting is their issue and they're not bringing in the guys uh, needed. Um, and they got to compete. The SC West is really tough right now. Uh, Ole Miss is really tough. I mean, do, do you do you see an angle of why Lane would leave Ole Miss to go to Auburn? I, I think he's got a great I, at I yeah. Oxford.
1: I think it's a pretty lateral move. Um, I yeah. agree with you. Uh it's a chance to kind of go directly at Saban's throat, although they're already playing each other every single year because they're both in the SEC West. Right. Um, Dion would would Auburn go in that direction? I don't know. I mean, what he's doing at Jackson State is is truly unbelievable. It would be such a positive gain for him from like a facility standpoint, a funding standpoint, recruiting standpoint, it'd be unbelievable to give him that chance. Matt rule, what he did at Baylor, being able to rebuild that program, you know, again, it all comes back to recruiting Hugh freeze. I don't think that's going to happen back in the sec. What about low? And and the poor man, Ryan skates. He he texted me this earlier. He was on the podcast last week, you know, John Cohen coming over from Mississippi state. What if he were to bring Mike, Mike Leach with him? Would that make sense? (sighs) I don't know. Yeah, See, I don't know where they're going to uh, go. I don't know. It's really, really. This is fresh, fresh news. It literally just happened. So the writing was on the wall. Um, Please let us know who you think is going to be the next Auburn yeah. head coach. Tweet at us, at punt and pass, at from Jake, at Drew Butler. But we will keep tabs on this one for sure. Again, a lot of other big-time job openings are available. Um, interesting news, though, out of Auburn. Did you play with Brenton Cox?
2: Yeah. yeah. He just yeah. got kicked he-
1: off the floor team. Did you see that? He did. Yeah, he just got dismissed from Florida. Billy Napier came out and said, um, "This decision was made from a cumulative effect, which means oh, there, yeah. have there have been many things, things that have happened." Yeah. So, yeah. any thought? I, any any thoughts there with him being yeah. announced that he's been dismissed from Florida's football team?
2: Look, I mean, Beecock, he's a he's a good kid, um, slightly immature, um, but honestly, I was surprised that Kirby held on to him as long as really? he did. Yeah, I mean, it was just. It's just bad. It's just not. It's not good for the team, who is out there busting their tail, running sprints. And you get a guy who one showed up late, two, is holding everybody back every single time. Yeah. It's Like, hey, look, if you're not committed, you don't want to do this. You don't have to be here. Hundred um, percent. So, See you later. It, it ain't. It ain't. It ain't. It just you're you're holding everybody back. And then what you do is, uh, you you, know, you have other guys. And you're just you're just just messing up the whole mental stability of the team and it's just it's not worth it it's not worth it
1: well uh, supposedly or you know now proven billy napier thinks the same thing so um it seems like his reputation kind of precedes himself he wants a five-star recruit at the university of georgia transferred down to florida and after georgia dismantled the florida gators 42 to 20 in the world's largest outdoor cocktail party brenton cox has been
2: kicked out but you, um, but you, but you watch. They'll will be an NFL team that'll bring him in for a workout, of course, <laughs> and think and think and think they have all the solutions to the answers, and think they can turn this guy around because he's an unbelievable talent. Now he's yeah. very, very talented. Yeah. He can he can go like when you just tell him, hey, go play football. He can go do it. Now he's got to play in the system and do this and do that. He don't want to do it. But you just tell him, hey, go go rush the quarterback. He he can do that now.
1: Mike Tomlin, when I was at the Pittsburgh Steelers, I remember sitting down with him. We were on a away trip. It was like a pregame dinner on a Saturday night, and him and I were just chatting. And essentially what he was saying is that the NFL is the greatest meritocracy in America, meaning it does not matter where you come from. It does not matter what you believe in. It does not matter what religion you practice or, or you what you play. represent. You if you play. can sack the quarterback, you will have a job. It is as simple as that. If you can catch touchdown passes – You will have a job. No, there, of course, is a demarcation line. Antonio Brown probably coming top of mind. Um, (laughs) But think about how many chances he got. Think about how many chances a guy like Josh Gordon has had. Josh Gordon has been kicked out of the drug policy a hundred times, and they're still trying to get him back in the league. If Brenton Cox can just keep his mouth shut, and he could be the biggest asshole to everybody in that facility, he will have a job if he can get after the quarterback. So – We'll keep watching that one, but Brenton Cox no longer on the Florida football team. All right. Speaking of Florida, Jake, let's talk quickly about the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Now, Mm. from my standpoint, it's stung because we picked or I picked the game at a 22 and a half point spread. Georgia, of course, wins by 22 22. points. So that is a loser. I'm now 17 and 28 on the season. It's amazing Mm. how good the sharps are. But Georgia's third quarter turning the ball over. They were in a demanding, commanding lead 28 to three. A scary, scary score for anybody in the state of Georgia. Turn the ball over, Jake. Florida comes back in earnest. They make it a game. And then Georgia really facing that adversity puts it away. It was good to see them respond in that way.
2: Yeah. Uh I tell you, I would have loved to have been in that locker room, been a fly on the wall in the locker room and and hear what what Napier had to say to his guys coming yeah. out of halftime because yeah whatever he said, man, they, they came out fighting. Uh, they got uh, Anthony Richardson involved a lot more uh, in the run game. And so I don't know if they gave him a shot or whatever, but it looked like he was a little banged up and, and didn't quite want to hit anybody early in the game. And then all of a sudden he comes out and says, Hey, I'm going to take it to you. I'm going to put my body on the line. So I don't know what happened, but they came out, they scored some points. Obviously Georgia turned the ball over uh, there a lot at that time. And so, but I I think for the most part, if you if you watched it, you saw it easily we dominated, but you just it didn't show it on the scoreboard quite as mm-hmm. much as you would have liked it to. Um and you say this, and we won 42 to 20 uh against a really big rival in a tough yeah. football game. And in a lot of these games, it does not matter what what your record is, how good you've been doing, man, rivalry games just they they hit different and anybody can beat anybody. And so anytime you can win big like that against an opponent like that, uh that's good. On to the next one. Let's go. Totally agree with you. Uh, Georgia turns the ball over twice in the third quarter.
1: Florida scores 17 points in the third quarter. Talk about, because so much was discussed, and you and I talked about it a good bit as well last week, just the environment in Jacksonville. Georgia's up 28-3 to at half. Half that stadium is rocking. Half that stadium is quiet. Florida scores 17 points in the third quarter to get them back in the game. Red and black side's quiet. Orange and blue side is extremely fired up. Those momentum swings with that type of energy in the stadium, that's what you don't get at a home and home, right? Mm -hmm. Because if Florida does score 17 points in Sanford Stadium, that little corner uh, underneath (laughs) the American flag is loud with the band, but 98% of the stadium is quiet. Uh, Those are the things that you really feel tangibly as a player in those moments. You're like, wow, and the fans have a big difference in those types of spots.
3: Dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta, Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely those games, and you know when you're playing at the Mercedes Benz and say an SC Championship or National Championship, it just feels like the the roller coaster wave of the game, the flow, the back and forth. There's just more of it. It's more mentally exhausting in games like that, um, which is why I think Jacksonville's pretty fun. But then also, I would love. To go down and whoop up on the Gators down there in Gainesville too, no uh, in, f- in front of their crop. So, I just I'm, I'm all I'm all defensive. About all of this, I think a, a home home and then a that kind of neutral site game would be would be an interesting take on it.
1: No question, uh, Georgia's defense commanding, uh, really really physical only allowing 20 points again, two touchdowns off of the turnovers, or I think it might've been a field goal and a touchdown off of the turnovers. And then Georgia's run game late in the game, puts the ball game, yeah. away. Branson which,
2: which, Robinson, is, which is which which yeah. is is really good to see. I, I love seeing that finishing run game at the end of games, imposing your will on them, breaking these guys down. Um, that just shows the physicality and the toughness. I know Kirby says it all the time, the physicality and the toughness of a team um, and the identity of a team say, Hey, I, you know what we're going to do, and you can't stop us, and there's nothing you can do about it, which is always good to see. And you know, later in the year, you'll end up being more successful if you have that kind of identity to yourself. Um, and I can't also help but mention Brock's catch. Uh, oh, yeah, that he had. Unbelievable.
1: unbelievable catch of the year,
2: maybe. Yeah, just to to be moving that fast in that direction. And have the hand-eye coordination and the ball skills to, and, but then also the balance to do a three sixty as you're moving that fast and find the football. And then it's not like he caught it like and figured out, hey, oh wait, wh- where am I? He, he caught it all in one motion and took off. Like like he unbelievable. Done, I mean, what what it is it, it, for the folks back home that that is such a an insane play. um and it's just a testament to, to his ball skills. Uh, so there's a am holding up a picture
1: right now if you're watching us on YouTube. This still picture, it says Brock Bowers somehow managed to catch this and run in for a touchdown. His head is completely forward. The yeah. ball is above and behind his head. And like Jake is saying, the ability to locate that football, do a 360 turn while moving so fast, bobbling and securing, and then running down 50 yards unbelievable like that does not happen the guy's a freak there's no question yeah.
2: about it that's and then you, you can see from the cool camera angle they had I think Carson was there I know Brock was there I think Gunner was there too but like the quarterbacks were sitting they were freaking see, out yeah. oh yeah you could see yeah. the reaction through it, was it. It's awesome. like, oh wow that's pretty cool
1: one last thing on this game and you know I heard my dad talking about this in the call-in show at Jeff Dantzler um after the game and I thought it was a great point by my dad Kevin Butler In the third quarter, when the momentum was switching so uh, viciously and Florida Mm -hmm. was freaking flying around, Georgia kept turning the ball over. Georgia's defense was still on the field. I'm like, yeah, Georgia's defense is pretty good, but having them on the field for 12 minutes out of the third quarter is probably not the best idea. My dad said, hey, when they're kicking off to you after these scores, after these turnovers, and it's not in the end zone fair catch the ball because that kickoff return team when Florida was screaming downfield, Kiaris was trying to make a play and hell they were getting tackled inside the 15 yard line. You can fair catch the ball in college football right now. And and it goes directly to the 25 yard line from an offensive standpoint for you, Jake as the quarterback, doesn't that make you feel a hell of a lot better than starting on the 12 yard line. Doesn't that allow you guys from a play calling perspective to know exactly what you have to get down the field rather than being around the 10 and going, Oh shit, here we go. We got to go to these plays on first and second down rather than these plays because we're at the 25-yard line.
2: Yeah. I mean, as a play caller, you tighten up just a little bit. You worry about the play calling just a little bit. Once you get inside the 10, it's 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 different now. It's different uh of what you're calling. You're worrying about this. Um, and you take a sack, and then you're a little closer to to the fans uh in the stands, a little bit louder. Um just, just a, a slightly different philosophy, too, especially when you get inside the 10. Um, but I, I don't mind taking it to 25 every time. Obviously, you love the big one. Uh, when you can break a big one, you're scoring a touchdowns a bonus. But when you get it around the 40 or something like that, uh, that's great. A short field's awesome, but there's nothing wrong. I don't think taking it to 25, especially with the efficiency that Georgia's offense is, is running with at the moment. Yeah,
1: and you take away the opportunity for Florida to gain even more momentum. I, I think yeah.
2: that's the biggest thing, right? A yeah. big hit. Guys yep. screaming
1: downfield. Fire up the crowd. Kiaris gets knocked. Just don't do that. Just take a fair catch. Ball 25. Let's go play some football. Let's go play some football. Yep. All right, uh, Tennessee smacks Kentucky 44-6. to and Hooker now the odds-on favorite in the Heisman Trophy race. We will get to that in just one second it leads me into talking about the Solomon brothers, big watch of the week for week 10 and Jake, no surprise here, my friend, number one, Georgia hosting number two, Tennessee inside Sanford stadium, college game day in Athens, three 30 sec on CBS, the defending national champions against the most explosive offense in all of college football. This will be a doozy. There is no doubt about it. It's kind of like, what is it? Immovable object with um something forced. They're both going to hit each other. I just messed that up. But that's what's happening. Georgia, Tennessee, this weekend. The rest of the slate not exactly that great. You do have Alabama taking on LSU. That's number six versus number fifteen. It's in Baton Rouge. That game's at seven p.m. on ESPN. Okay. Clemson takes on Notre Dame in South Bend. That game's at seven thirty p.m. on NBC. And I'll give the ACC a little bit of love. They had a tough weekend last weekend. Number twenty Wake Forest at number twenty one NC State. But who cares about any of those other games? It's all about the dogs. Versus the Vols. Can Georgia's defense limit this Tennessee offense? Hendon Hooker, Stetson Bennett. So much star power, dude. Athens is going to be on fire. And since we last spoke, Jake, when you told me I had this game all on the schedule, I got my tickets. People have been tweeting and writing. And somebody knocked on my door the other day and said, what is Jake Fromm doing with his Tennessee tickets? Because I want (laughs) them.
2: That's what everybody wants to know. Oh man, well, I had to uh I, I got them from a friend, and so I had to resend those tickets uh back. So I no longer have those tickets, but okay,
1: okay, so get uh, off my ass, yeah, yeah. Jay doesn't yeah. have the tickets Sorry, I,
2: I don't I don't have them anymore. Um, but I mean what an incredible atmosphere this is going to be. Uh I know Kirby's already come out and said, Hey, we need the fans to be rocking, to be yelling, make this the most hostile environment you possibly can. Um, because it, it, even when I played Notre Dame back in 2019, that the environment played a huge deal in that game. I think there were multiple pre-snap penalties, uh, for Notre Dame's offense communicating. It is, it is tough. Um, Sanford can get loud. It can yes. get rocking and it's going to need to, uh, the Saturday to slow down the Vols offense because yeah, they, they do it, man. They do, they do a great job. I watched a little bit at Kentucky game. Um, and they're just imposing their will on, on people. Um, and I, I think it will be a great – I think the – obviously it's going to be the matchup, Tennessee's offense versus our defense, but I really like the matchup of uh, Georgia's offense versus Tennessee's defense. Yes. Because, because teams have put points up against them. Oh, yeah. obviously, obviously Kentucky did not, um, but Alabama put up a ton of points. Florida put up a ton of points. I mean, I think if Anthony Richardson get those for 500 yards – Against uh, Tennessee, uh, I, I feel pretty confident in our boy Stat uh, to go out and have a good game. Yeah,
1: there's no doubt about it. Th- those two matchups are going to be just fascinating. There's so much going to be talked about this game. Like I said, college game day will be there. Um, I would expect an amazing tribute to Coach Dooley with the Dogs being back yep. home this weekend. And, and you just mentioned it. Kirby has already challenged Bulldog Nation. Get inside the stadium. Lose your voice. If you don't lose your voice, you're not cheering hard enough. And Jeff Dantzler, a close friend of mine. I think Jeff Dantzler loves the Georgia Bulldogs more than anybody I know. T- texted me. This morning, he texted me personally. Hey, man, would you please do me a favor? Tell everyone, don't be idiots and sell your tickets to Tennessee fans. You'll never be welcome into the stadium again. We need you to say it. Please say it. I go, you know what? I will. So I'm saying it on the podcast, Jeff. If you're selling your tickets to a Tennessee fan, shame on you as a Georgia fan. This is number one versus number two between the hedges in Athens. It's the highest rated game ever in the history of Georgia. Georgia has only ever won a top 5 matchup, Jake, in Athens one time before. 1942. Charlie Trippy was the player of the game. Georgia was ranked 5, Georgia Tech was ranked 2. The Dogs won the football game. Jeff told me Charlie Trippy had an 87-yard touchdown run. The other top 5 matchup in Athens was in 1983 against the then undefeated Auburn Tigers. Auburn beat georgia 13 to 7 that day this is your chance this is your chance now let me just give you a little bit um of perspective of where i'll be i won't be in athens oh. i'm mm. gonna be in athens why my wife is very pregnant you know what else happened in a big time game jake where everybody was going it was going to be an amazing atmosphere but i couldn't go because my wife was pregnant the 2017 rose bowl so that's good i couldn't go to that game it's a good that's sign. good it's a big win. It's
2: a big win. <laughs> we, so we hold on to that. We love those big wins. And I don't think this game will be a 13 to seven game. No. Uh like, like it was in '83. Uh, I think this one's gonna be like a, a 30 to 40. Uh, this is this one's gonna be a high scoring shootout down to the wire. Um, and gosh, I, I hate I'm missing it. Um, uh, and if you're a dog fan, do not sell your tickets to Tennessee folks because one, don't want to give up the advantage, and two. You do not want to miss this atmosphere. It's going to be super, super live. I'm so fired
1: up. Georgia right now, an eight and a half point favorite. The total, sixty six points. That's a lot for a Georgia game. Yeah, so Georgia more than a touchdown favorite. That line has been moving down. People are taking those points with Tennessee. We'll see where it settles in. It's settling in right now. Eight nine
2: points. Um, I would I mean, But, that, but that, that's a, there. that's a pretty. Big line, a touchdown. Oh, yeah. A favorite, a one versus two. Obviously, I know you're playing at home and it's not a neutral site game, but I feel like that's a pretty, pretty big line on that.
1: It is a big line. It is a big line. You know, but you look at hey, Tennessee needed overtime against Pitt. That was week two. I get it. They were on the road. Florida yeah. hung up a lot of points on them. That was a late fourth quarter game. Totally get it. Rivalry game. We all know how those go. Alabama, unbelievable atmosphere. Alabama scores 49 points. They have 17 penalties. They miss field goals. Look, if Georgia turns the ball over three times like they did against Florida, they'll lose by two touchdowns. I'll just say that right now. They'll lose by two touchdowns if they lose the turnover battle three to zero. Whoever wins the turnover battle, this is not some brilliant football analyst here. Win the turnover battle, probably going to win the game. Time of possession is not important to Tennessee. They score like that. All they care about is time of production. They have the ball. They're probably going to score. Jake, tell me this. I'm talking way too much. Yes or no, in the first half of the game, Tennessee will score a touchdown with a long pass, somebody running wide ass open downfield. I would say yes. Hypo probably schemes so. up defenses. That's yeah. probably gonna happen. So just get ready for it.
2: That and then also, too, in the scheme that Georgia plays defensively, I mean, honestly, we put our DBs in, in really bad situations in those one-on-one battles. Because we say, hey, our front seven is so good, we're going to get after you. And we recruit really well. Um, and so we believe that, hey, we're going to get to you before your guy beats our guy. I mean, take uh, Keeley, for example. I mean, Keeley's given up two or three long balls this year, but he's been on them the whole – I mean, he, he it, arguably, to me, as, a, as a someone watching it, the, the, he couldn't have guarded it any better. But it just, it just it, it shows you schematically on defense – how we can leave our guys um, basically on an Island and say, Hey, go, go cover. That's, that's just, that's, yeah. what you're, that's what you do. You know, obviously college football, it's not, it's not what you get paid to do yet, but Hey, we pay you to go cover those guys. Go cover.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. And you, you kind of saw that with Malachi Starks, not great. He's a safety, but jumped that route um, yep. Saturday in the third quarter. And he was supposed to have, was that covered Two, he was in there. I don't you know, remember he, exactly
2: what. Yeah, play was. he jumped
1: down on that route, almost got his fingertips on it, but uh, the wide receiver got behind him, and that was a big chunk play touchdown. Now,
2: for I got a question. I got a question for you. Scenario: Now, say Georgia wins by two, three touchdowns. Okay, then what? What's the what's the feel? In college football. I, Tennessee, I mean,
1: Tennessee will become the biggest Georgia fans in the world because if Georgia then were to beat whoever represents the SEC West in the SEC championship, I think Tennessee has a great argument to get into the college football in. playoff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Tennessee's playing with house money. I think regardless of the outcome on Saturday, They will be very well positioned. Their resume is amazing. I tweeted it out Saturday. Somebody please sell me how you could put Ohio State in front of either Tennessee or Georgia. Uh, I think Tennessee and Georgia are number one and number two in no particular order. I don't really care because they're going to play each other this weekend. Uh, But Ohio State's resume, come on, man. Come on. Tennessee has been far more impressive. Georgia defending national champions. Their defense is rock solid. Uh, These are the two best teams in the nation. They're happening to play in Athens on Saturday. 330 SEC on CBS. Jake, it's going to be awesome. There's no yeah. question
2: and I think, about it. And I think Tennessee's playing their best ball right now. Um, and I think Georgia's playing really good ball. I don't know if they're playing their best ball yeah. uh, because of the terms, but they're playing really good ball right now. So it's going to be awesome, obviously super fun to watch. Um, Last thing I'll say is Kentucky sucks.
1: They got blasted. Will Levis looked awful. Um, You know I'm not going to buy into the media hype. I think it's kind of unfair to Will Levis. People are calling him like the number one overall draft pick next year. Um, They looked pedestrian from a play calling perspective. I will give a ton of credit to Tennessee. They shut down their rushing attack. Uh, Will Levis threw a couple of picks. It was ugly for Kentucky. It is officially basketball season in Lexington earlier than I thought it would be. I thought that would happen after Georgia takes care of business up in Lexington. But a bad, bad showing for the Wildcats in Tennessee, man. They shut a lot of people up. 44 to 6. That was impressive. That's why they'll be ranked number two in the college football playoff rankings tomorrow.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think anyone really expected that. 44 to 6. Woo. Uh, well, I, was I did. Idiot. I I was did. Idiot. He didn't even throw for 100 yards. He's at 98 yards. I picked
1: him over in my prize picks DB's freebie because I thought that was the only chance they were going to have to stay in that game, throw the football a little bit, test Tennessee's vulnerable secondary. I guess Mark Stoops and company had other plans and look how that worked out for you.
2: Ah, uh, man. I, 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 man, that was just, it was brutal, brutal to watch. The brutal offense. to watch. Uh, couldn't get anything going. Uh, and then, you know, what's sad when they're, in the in the not late in the fourth quarter but in the middle of the fourth quarter they're running the football trying to get out of there. Yeah, I know. That's bad. I know, I know. That's like, bad. When you got when you got 8 9 it. when you got 8 9 minutes left in the fourth quarter and you're running the football that's bad. And you're losing like that? That's bad. You're just trying I will. to get out, try to get out alive. I will say
1: um, that that atmosphere in Neyland with the black helmets, the black jerseys, the black checkerboard in the stands, the lights, the fireworks, uh, it's live. And if Georgia were playing in Neyland this weekend, it would be a little bit of a different tune heading into this matchup. Great, timely uh, home game for the Bulldogs. Speaking of looking great, I'm talking you got to go to Solomon Brothers Jewelers, Jake. You have to head to Solomon Brothers Jewelers if you want to get something that looks absolutely fantastic for your significant other. The holiday season has officially begun. It, of course, starts with Halloween. That is today. So if you need to, get engaged. If you need an anniversary gift, if you need an amazing holiday gift – For the person that you love the most in your life, head on over to Solomon Brothers Jewelers. They have two amazing locations for you, one in Alpharetta just past the Avalon. The other, of course, in Buckhead, 17th floor, Tower Place, the largest diamond and jewelry inventory in the Southeast, family-owned and operated for over 35 years. It gets better if you mention Punt and Pass or myself or Jake, you get 10% off your jewelry purchase Check them out on social media, at Solomon Brothers on Instagram and Twitter, solomonbrothers.com. The biggest selection, the best quality of the lowest prices, and an in-store experience that is totally unmatched. That, of course, is Solomon Brothers. Jake, the Commanders are 2-0 and with hmm. you on the roster. Who do you guys have this week?
2: Uh, we play the Vikings. At the home? Cousins. Kirk Cousins coming to Kirk Cousins Bowl. Yep, he's coming back, so it'll be fun to watch. All right. Well, you got your off day tomorrow.
1: Um, how's the wifey? Is everybody good? Um, what good doing? Okay, cool. Uh,
2: wife's coming up, uh, Thursday evening. Awesome. So that'll be fun. Um, yeah. So man, just, uh, just hanging out here, trying to find a place to, to live. Yeah. <laughs> um, trying to get out of the hotel, man. That, that hotel life is not fun. Let me tell you, but it's, good, it's a good problem to have. It is a good problem to have. Love being here. Uh, trying to help out where I can. Awesome, brother. Anything on the way out? We'll wrap this thing up for you. No, nah, man. Y'all have fun uh, tonight. Have a little fun doing a little That's right. Halloween trick or stuff. Trick-or-treating. Yes, sir. A little trick-or-treat. Yes, May even eat me a little Reese Cup tonight in honor of okay. Halloween. Just Love one. Reese's Be Cups. careful.
1: Just one. Can't go That's two. One. Just one.
2: That's it. Awesome.
1: Awesome. Follow him on social media at From Jake. I'm at Drew Butler. We are at Punt and Pass. PuntandPass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. And we will talk to you on Thursday, getting ready for a huge, huge matchup.
0: You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. Hey
3: everybody, Buck Baloo here. And as a recent customer of Jim Ellis automotive and a longtime friend of the vice president, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis automotive group takes pride in being a family owned and operated business.